Hi, I'm Katrina Ingram. Welcome to Back to School Again, the show for midlife learners. This season, we're pleased to partner with Athabasca University as we take our show production fully online. Athabasca University is celebrating 50 years as Canada's online university. On this show, we talk with midlife learners about their educational journeys, sharing their stories about how they are balancing the demands of school, work, and family, and where they hope their educational pursuits will take them. After over two decades working as a nurse, Jackie Lassard decided it was time to up her educational game. She enrolled in Athabasca University's master's program in nursing to increase her knowledge of the profession. She's since graduated from the program and is here today to share how she made time to take on this degree while working full-time in a demanding career and balancing family life as well. Jackie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, before we get into talking about your master's program, I'd love to know a bit more about your work as a nurse. Now, you're in Manitoba, and you said that you spent a lot of your career working in emergency rooms. I imagine that's pretty intense. Can you tell us what it's like working in an ER? Uh, Yeah, it is quite intense. I worked um, ER for 25 years, so I saw quite a bit of change um, from when I started working in ER to what the ERs are now, and um, <clears throat> it is way, way much more demanding now and much harder than it used to be, and I think that that's why um, I'm kind of one of the oldies that you don't see people working in Emerge for years and years and years now because it's just, um, it's too difficult, and people, I think, get burnt out if they stay there for too, too long, so um, it is very challenging, and you know, you have to learn to try not to take that stuff home sometimes because uh, some of it's pretty hard, uh, not only physically, but emotionally as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never really, thankfully, haven't spent very much time in an emergency room. Um, what were the things that changed over time? Like, what what do you think led to kind of that increase in intensity that you saw over the course of your career? Uh, well, number one, way more busy. Um like when I first started, we'd actually have some shifts where, you know, we actually have what we call a quiet shift. Mm-hmm. And as the years went on, you just didn't have those anymore. You never got that break. It's just constant, constant, busy, busy, full, full all the time. Now, what led to that? I'm not really sure. I mean, people are living longer with chronic diseases. So I don't know if kind of that's part of it that we're having more ER visits because these people um, need more care and they're not always getting it at home or they're not managing well at home. So that's kind of a little bit of what my thought is on that. Yeah, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Um, and what was it about nursing itself that interested you in, in going into that career path and becoming a nurse in the first place? Actually, I, I uh, ever since I was a kid, actually, um, I was always the one who was out patching people when they cut themselves or, or did something. And there was Jackie running out to clean it and patch it all the time. But I also had, um, had a big love for animals. So a lot of people were kind of, were a little bit surprised that I didn't sort of go into the vet route as opposed to the nursing route. But People you can talk to, people you can explain things, people, you know, can understand why you're doing things and stuff. So I think that's what led me more down that path. And I've always been a people person, so. 
Very interesting. So you were always one of those people who kind of knew what you wanted to do from an early age. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's very, very cool. So uh, you spent two decades uh, in nursing and you decide, hey, it's time to learn some new things. Can you share what led up to that decision? Was there something specific that you wanted to know more about or did you have a research question or what made you decide to take on a master's degree? Um, if you would have asked, if you would have told me about 20 years ago that I was going to do my master's, I would have probably told you I was, you were crazy because <laughs> I um, didn't like school in particular, but I loved to learn and I, I liked the knowledge part and I like to do more. So after nursing for that long, especially being in Emerge, I just felt I was at a point in my life where I wanted to do more. I wanted to do more than just, well, I don't want to call it basics, but I wanted to be able to, you know, be able to suture people up. I wanted to be able to uh, be more involved with prescribing and be more involved in people's care and kind of have more of that continuity because you sort of miss that in Emerge. They come in, they're sick, you kind of fix them up and then they leave, whether it's home or whether they go up to a ward somewhere and you never get that, you know, continued care or continuity of care because you never kind of know what happens after the fact. So that was a part of it too. It was, I felt like I was kind of missing out on that continuity. So um, those are kind of why I, um, I decided to go that route. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I could see how that would, you'd want to kind of take that next step. And how did you connect with Athabasca University? Were you specifically looking for an online program? Yes. Yes. Mm. Because I, um, we have, well, we have, they're all almost all grown up now, but we had four kids as well as my husband working shift work. So um, between the kids and shift work and sports and everything else, I wanted to find something that I could sort of squeeze in when I had the free time as opposed to um, having specific times that I had to uh, be in class or be in school. So it was much easier to fit it into my busy life. Yeah, and that does sound like a busy life with uh, a lot of demands on it. So I'm wondering how you structured your time in order to balance all the demands that you had of work, of a family life, and also carving out time for your studies. How did you actually make that work? <laughs> That's funny. I never really structured much. It was just basically, um, so uh, I had a couple kids in hockey, so I used to bring my computer with me to... Uh, practices and do homework while the kids were practicing. I used to bring my um, computer to games as well. And in between periods or sometimes a little bit during periods, I was doing homework as well. During the week, if I had a day off, it was just that's what, okay, I had this assignment or I had this much to do. So that part of it, I always knew that my days off, okay, I had to plan X amount of hours to get things done. And I just kind of worked it around that way. I love that story of taking your homework to the hockey game. <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. Just kind of finding the time wherever you could find the time. That's great. Yeah. And I had the funny thing about that is when I was done, um, because some of the other kids we've played with for years as well. And so we know the parents and the first time, one of the first few times I showed up without my computer, one of the dads came to me and he's like, you don't have your computer. Are you, are you done? Are you done school? And I'm like, yes. Fine. He's like, Oh, good for you. You work so hard. I kept seeing you with that computer all the time. <laughs> so yeah. So it was quite funny, but 
<laughs> now, this wasn't a short journey. You mentioned to me that this is a six-year journey to complete your degree. Yeah. So that's a really long time. I'm, I'm wondering about motivation. How did you stay motivated and keep yourself focused for such a long time? Um, well, I did six years because I did it part-time. So I did two courses a year. Um, so the, like some of the courses, I mean, when you go, when you go into a program, when you get older, you're doing it obviously because you want to do it, not because you have to do it, you know? So, um, I was, you know, the courses were interesting. I enjoyed them. So, and I enjoyed the learning part. Um, I do have to admit though, there were some times where I was felt like I was kind of done, done, but after every course was completed, it was just like, you know, you start kind of seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. And after, you know, with every subsequent one that, you know, that motivation gets a little bit higher because you know that you're getting closer and closer to the end. So that's basically more what I just kind of tried to keep in mind and just kept plugging away and figured if I'm doing it, I just got to get it done. So yeah, no, that's a really good point about um, the the fact that you're studying something that you actually want to study versus feeling like you have to do it. I think that's a really good point and something that I've heard from a lot of other folks who've gone back to school in midlife as well. Um, and what was it like for you going back? I mean, there was a, a good chunk of time between uh, your first uh, degree and the first time that you actually went into nursing um, and, and coming back to do a master's. So what was it like after having been away from academia for so long? How did it feel going back into a program? Uh, it was hard. <laughs> I won't say it was easy because I, um, I never particularly liked school. I, like I said, I love to learn. But I, you know, I hate, uh, how do I put it? You know, being told you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way, you have to, you know, take this much time and you have to, you know, and I know it's more structured, but I, that's why I did it online because for me, um, some people feel that they need to be in the classroom and they need to have the teacher there to learn. And I'm not like that. I'm more kind of, give me the homework, tell me what I need to read, tell me what the objectives are, Turn. tell me what I need to learn, and just let me go do it, I guess. A little more independent, I really um, enjoyed and appreciated more the little more independence doing it this way than having to, you know, having to follow someone else's lead sort of thing. Yeah. I don't really know how else to describe that. But. Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. Now, and some of my guests, just to kind of dig into this topic a little bit more, some of my guests have talked about this whole having to relearn how to learn, like having to kind of get back into that academic mindset. What, what was that like for you? Like, take us back to that first course, perhaps, that you signed um, up for. <laughs> you know what? Um, I didn't find that part super, super hard because in nursing, you're learning new things all the time. We're having to do annual accreditations. We're always having to do courses, um, you know, learn, you know, when we get new um, equipment and all that. We're Like, we're always learning, always right. learning. So I don't find that going back to learning was so difficult. I think it was more just, um, just the thought of it, actually, I think is what, what I found the most difficult. And then, you know, once you kind of dug in it, almost was like riding a bike you just you really don't forget you know yeah yeah so, so you got you got back into the swing of things then yeah 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 
And I'm wondering about, um, did you have any specific study techniques? Like, I love your story about really just taking your computer everywhere, literally. Um, were there any other study techniques that really helped you to kind of get through the coursework? Study techniques? I don't know if I had any study techniques per se. <laughs> I just sort of read and, like... <clears throat> For me, it was a little bit difficult, although or different, I should say, not difficult, because although I was learning new things, it was just basically building on what I already knew. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't um, for techniques, not really. It was just reading and sort of just understanding the best way in our profession to learn things is to understand why are you, how does it work? So if you're giving a medication, how does that medication work on the body? So that you can understand, okay, number one, okay, that's how it works. So that's how it's going to affect the patient. Number two, why are you giving it? Okay, so it works like this to help this. So basically, um, it was just reading and sort of getting more of an understanding. Okay, why are we doing this? How does this work? So that you know why you're doing things. Because it doesn't really make sense otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a bit more about the program specifically. Um, I'm kind of curious to know how many courses you took. Uh, were there any specific courses that you really liked or that you really didn't like? Um, and, and how were things structured? Did you have like final exams or was there a big research project? Or just if you could paint a picture about what your program was actually like. So when, when I took the program, and there apparently has been quite a few changes since I since I finished the program. And I think there was even changes when I was in the program. But uh, when I did it, it was 11, 11 courses that you took. Um, so uh, you had to take um, the initial, no, what was it, six? Try to make me remember now. Um, I think you took the initial six courses. I think a couple were electives. And then there was a kind of a pharmacology, uh, anatomy, uh, advanced anatomy and physiology. I'm trying to think what else there was. I think there was like an eth- kind of like an ethics one research as well. And then the last four or five courses were um, kind of more the nitty gritty where you learned specific areas. Like one was pediatrics where you learned all about children and children diseases medications that are used and stuff and so when you did that part then you had a clinical portion as well Mm -hmm. so with those last five courses there was a clinical portion that you had to complete along with each of the courses and then um the final course or the what they called i think consolidation course is what they called it at that time um that was when you did most of your clinical hours And then you had to do a proposal, actually, um, for something that was community-based. So uh, you had to pick something of interest. uh, For example, what did I choose? I chose um, a clinic for people with um, substance abuse issues. Mm -hmm. And so you had to come up with, like, a business plan and and, um, kind of explain, okay, like, how many staff would you have? What would you? What kind of services would you provide at this clinic? Who would you be servicing? Uh, what kind of building would you need? So it was an entire business plan um, of how you would um, uh, provide that in the and what community you would provide it in. Right. So you had to do an assessment of the community as well, and you know to prove that you there was actually a need for that in the community as well. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really interesting. And and for the clinical portion um, that you mentioned, did you, was that uh, completed um, 
in Manitoba or did you travel to complete that? No, in Manitoba. It was done in Manitoba. Okay, great. So basically everything was online or also locally based. Yes. Right. Yeah. And what about the other people in your program? Um, I know you, you probably did a lot of the work individually, but um, were there other people that you got to know through the program or, or how did that work? There was one course that we did, um, which was a physical assessment course. And that was the only course that required us to actually go to class for a week. Mm. So they provided that in class um, in Winnipeg, Um, There was one in Ontario, and I believe in Alberta as well. So everyone that was in the program got to choose which site they wanted to do that weekend. So that's when I got to know um, some of the people that were in my program. Not all of them, but some of them, because there was people from all across Canada in the program. Right. And were they all people who, I I imagine, with a nursing background of some sort? Yes, you have to. Yeah. For to get into the master's program, it's a minimum of two years of nursing experience as well as your bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time I took it, you had to have a minimum of a GPA of three. Okay. And you mentioned loving the online learning environment. It really worked for you in your life. Was there anything that you felt was a challenge about being an online learner? Was there any obstacles that you felt you had to overcome in order to be successful in the online environment at all? Um. You have to be, um, well, you have to be motivated, number one, and you have to be diligent about making time for it because it's very easy to just go, oh, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I don't really feel like doing that right now. So that that part is hard. Like, you, you know, you if you're a big procrastinator, it's really hard to do an online program. You have to, you know, make sure that you manage your time and put the time in or else it's quite difficult otherwise. Right. Now, we talked a bit about your very busy family life, and you mentioned to me in your guest questionnaire that you have four kids, you've got two grandkids, um, you're also married and kind of balancing all of these different family demands. Can you talk a bit about what that was like managing the family dynamic as you went through the program? <laughs> very challenging. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, I didn't have the grandkids when I was in the program. I only had my four children, and they were, um, I'm trying to think how young they were. That was, what, 10 years ago? So my youngest would have been about four or five. Okay. So um, it was quite difficult because there's lots of times that I felt um, that I didn't spend enough time with them or do enough with them. Yeah. So that was always a really big challenge in between doing everything else was trying to find some time to at least spend some time with them. And they were all very good and very understanding. But um, that's probably the part that I found the hardest. We also have lots of pets. So it was, you know... Um, the older girls took on a lot of responsibility about helping with that as well. So, I mean, my family stood behind me and helped me out with a lot of um, the extracurricular stuff as well. So that, that, you know, made it a little bit easier too. So, yeah, I was going to ask about your spouse in particular and, um, and how things worked um, when you were going to school and, and just how did you balance responsibilities as a couple? Well, it was hard because he was um, doing shift work as well. But um, I don't know. How did we balance? We just kind of did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just, you know, week by week. It's like, okay, what's the schedule this week? Who's doing what? Where do we got to go? Okay, you can take this day. I can take them that day. And it was just basically, yeah, it was a week by week thing that yeah. we did. So Yeah, just week by week for, for six yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You also mentioned to me that after you finished your program, you switched jobs. And I'm wondering, was that a result of completing the program and you had these new skills and you wanted to use them? Or can you tell us that story? Yeah, because in, so the emergency that I worked in when I finished the program did have nurse practitioners who worked there, but there was no active jobs at the time. So, um, and I kind of wanted to get out of shift work. I'd done shift work for 25 years. So I did apply um, at a couple of jobs and then I landed um, a job in a clinic um, in a bilingual community because I'm bilingual. And uh, yeah, I've been there ever since just over four, almost four and a half years now. Amazing. And um, I'm imagining that there are some things that you've learned in your program that now play a, a role in your current job. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean... The program was learning about, you know, prescribing medications, um, diagnostics, uh, you know, being um, taking care of patients a little bit more in depth than than just, um, you know, following doctor's orders, because I basically do the same job that a, a family doctor does. I'm in a clinic where it's a family practice clinic. I have my own um base of patients I have 750 patients wow. and uh, yeah so it's it's um it's busy it's challenging and um you know everything you learn from school you just sort of build on that and learn with experience as well and uh yeah so yeah that sounds really cool and and quite a bit different perhaps than the than the ER um, oh yes yeah <laughs> yeah Well, one of the things that um, I hear from many people who've gone back to school is that in addition to the actual skills, the course content, the things that they learn, they also learn something about themselves personally. And I'm just wondering, um, in this back-to-school experience, how did that impact you personally? Boy, it made me realize that I never want to go back. Oh, no. For one thing, I'm I'm getting older, and it's definitely... um, more difficult when you get older to go back to school. Mm. Um, I found for myself didn't quite have um, as much patience and constant, not as much concentration. And whether that's because um, I just, you know, I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to learn, but I don't like going back to school per se. So I don't know if that's it. How What I learned about myself is that, you know, I don't know. That's a hard question. You know, I know that if I put my mind to it, I can get things done if I really need to. And um, I've learned, I almost feel like this job um, was, uh, well, number one was very good for me um, for a change and almost a bit of a calling, I think. Mm -hmm. Like I really feel that um, uh, um, I'm making a difference. I mean, not that I didn't think I was making a difference before, but it's different because I, you know, I have patients, they know me, I know them, you know, you kind of learn the intricates of their family life and what's going on because you develop that relationship with them. And it's kind of nice to know that, you know, they, they feel that they can trust you and that they, you know, that you're there, that you care. So, um, uh, I find that, um, it's been really great. Yeah, no, that does sound really, really great. Um, We've talked a lot about the challenges of going back to school, um, especially after having been away from the classroom for a long time. But what would you say was the most positive thing for you about the whole experience of going back to school? 
Well, um, expanding on my career definitely mm-hmm. was um, was very positive, and you know, kind of knowing that. I could do it if I put my mind to it. You know, you always have that when you're going through and you're studying and you always go, oh my gosh, am I going to make it? Like, am I going to be able to do this? So, um, you know, that made it very positive because when I did get through it, that, you know what, yes, you know, if I put my mind to it, yes, I really can get it done. So that I, I found that quite positive as well. Um, and I mean, I just, the whole online thing was just, for me, it was a really great experience all around. And what advice would you have for other people who are listening who might be thinking about taking their own uh, back-to-school journey uh, at at, uh, this stage of life? What would you say to them? You know what? Go for it. That's all I have to say. If you really want to do it and you decide that, yes, I mean, I procrastinated for probably four or five years before I actually did it, and I wish I had done it sooner. I really wish I had. I wish I had done less procrastination and <laughs> just kind of dove into it and got it done because it was great finally getting done. That's fantastic. And my last question, very open-ended, is there anything else that you want to add or that you wish I'd asked you about? No, I just, to anyone who's listening, I'm just like, you know what, if, uh, even if you're thinking about it and you're not sure, um, do it you know, do it. Uh, the younger you can do it, the better off you'll be. And the sooner you can start in a new career that you really want to do. Like I said, I really wish that I had sort of not procrastinated so much and done it sooner because it was uh, one of the best moves I ever did for myself and my family. So. Well, that's great advice. Jackie, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story and being here on the podcast today. Thank you. No problem. I'm always amazed when I hear stories of people who can multitask by doing their schoolwork literally anywhere. Jackie's story of making time for reading and homework at her kids' hockey games reminded me of a similar tale from Kerry Williams way back in season one, except his kids were in karate. I can only guess that Jackie's training as an emergency room nurse has given her a keen ability to focus while chaos ensues around her. Online learning was the only way that Jackie was able to make a post-secondary degree work with her busy lifestyle, and it was the perfect style of learning for an independent person like Jackie, who likes to go at her own pace. I can relate to that. Lastly, now that Jackie has her master's degree, it really sounds like she's found a renewed passion for her work in having her own set of patients and being able to build relationships in delivering care in her new role. It's great to see how her degree helped her to get to this next stage in her career. That's our show today. I hope you enjoyed it. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Athabasca University, for generously supporting the show. You can find out more about their many educational offerings at athabascau.ca. If you like the show, please give us a rating. It helps other people connect to us. You can reach me at backtoschoolagain.ca or at schoolagainpod on all the usual social channels. I'd love to hear your story. Back to School Again was recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional homelands of First Nations and Métis people. Special thanks to our talented technical producer, Corey Stroder. Back to School Again is proud to be affiliated with the Alberta Podcast Network. Find out more at albertapodcastnetwork.com. See you next time.